Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, and welcome to a special Sunday edition. Eight days a week, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio, ready to dazzle you. We started out doing this. I originally did the podcast like one day a week. Yeah. And then over time, we've gone to the three-day-a-week format. We used to do like one, and it was really long. And now it's three and they're all kind of long they're all kind of long so when are we going to go to four <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap and water yeah. how dare you uh oh my god who the hell cares yeah, yes nobody wants four does anyone nobody wants four i should have said when are we going to cut this down to two yeah <laughs> yeah well i always threaten to cut it down to two if we don't get enough questions for the mailbag some weeks we get a ton Normally we get enough for the mailbag. And this is actually one of the more popular things that we have. And people seem to love the randomness of the questions. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get in the mailbag. So without further ado, let's strike up the band. Ohio Al, start the mailbag. Are you ready? Here we go. It's in the bag. And right to it. You've got mail. Yes, we do. These are actual questions by actual listeners like you who have stumbled onto our podcast and wanted to be part of the fun. And if you'd like to add to a future mailbag, you can send me an email anytime you want. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's letters. Spell it all out. Real and then fifth. F-I-F-T-H hour at gmail.com or on the show Facebook page, Ben Maller's show. First question comes from Kevin in Rockford. He says, if all the producers were to get in into a producer's battle royale, 
<laughs> who would come out victorious? Uh, this is from Kevin. So the Fox Sports Radio producers, the FSR lineup, which includes yourself, uh, Bob Guerra. Uh, Frostberg. Frostberg, who does Jason's show, Koopa Loop. <laughs> I wish I could pull off those suits. Uh, boy, I think you do pretty well there, Danny. You, do you know, uh, Rob G, or we call him Wrong Button Bob. Yeah. For our listeners, he probably would be a sneaky good fighter because he said this on our show one time that he would kick you in the kneecap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would put him like ahead of Frostburg and Coop. I mean, those are nice guys. I don't see them as fighters. Then there's uh, Jason Stewart, who's Gottlieb's producer. Yeah, I, I know Jay Stu. I haven't seen him in a while. He's kind of a mid-sized guy. Cowherd's got who's he got? Tui. Yeah, he's got Tui, and then um, music. Yeah, he's got Ryan Music and Tui. These are like he's got like seven producers actually. So yeah, he, Cowherd <laughs> would win because of he he gang up on you. <laughs> Still feel strongly that if Cowherd's producers came at me, I could do the tasmanian devil move but i would try to take all of them out yeah and then i we have lee to lap who produces jonas to show and I, I could see lee pulling out bloody knuckles or something like that i could see that you know it's like yes you know, he's got the hat on and all of a sudden he, he's like, where'd that come from and then he's got bloody knuckles but I, I i'm not sucking up to you danny i think from a physicality standpoint in a battle royale steel cage death match i would put my money on you you'd be the favorite I'd have Bob Garrett two, lead a lap three, and uh, yeah, I think that that would be my top three. The microphone throttler. Yeah. All <laughs> right, uh, Chris. It, that would it, be a cool charity event, though. That that would be fun. Pay attention! It's time for mail call. All right, Chris in Maricopa, Iowa says, "Have you ever secretly called into a radio show of someone you know to see if they recognize you?" P.S. Go Raiders, Chris says. Woo woo! Uh, I I did call in one time to a show Tom Looney was on, but I didn't stay on hold long enough to get on the air. So. No, I, I guess technically I tried, but I, I didn't have the patience to stand. I was going to see if Looney would recognize my voice. Uh, but other than that, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't recall. I don't recall doing that. But I have had people like punk me and call up that I knew that, hey, do, the, do a fake voice and all that. What about you, Danny? You ever called up a radio show just to see if somebody would recognize your voice? No, I'm, I mean, I think I would get caught right away. I don't exactly have the kind of invisible voice where I could get away with crank calling people. They would be like, I know it's you. I called your show one time. Uh, it was my night off and you were having a six line tribute to the great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes, that's right. Uh, and I called in to be part of the six line salute. I think that's it. As a grown adult, I've only called the Ben Maller show. Okay, I'm, I'm flattered by that. Yeah, and I remember saying, uh, long-time producer, first-time caller. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! All right, Devin in Muncie says, Ben, which would you rather have, David Gascon as your personal butler or the Dodgers lose the World Series to the Yankees? 
Well, uh, I don't want the Dodgers to lose to the Yankees, but I would not uh, want Gascon either as a buy. I think he'd be a terrible buy, but he's got that west of the 405 attitude. So I don't think that would that would work. That's like a Sophie's Choice situation. So uh, what kind of question is that? How dare you, man? You get a clown horn is what you get. I mean, come, come on now. All right. All right. Uh, Bam, Zach in Seattle says, Ben, when you were coming up in radio, what was your dream market to work in? Uh, says, says Zach. Well, I grew up in Southern California. I wanted to be on the radio in LA, but I always wanted to be on in like Boston and New York and the big cities. You want to be on in the biggest cities you can be on. And those are the biggest markets, Chicago. So you aspire to, to be on the radio where the most people listen to the radio. And those are the biggest, biggest cities. So the cool thing, and I've told this story before, Zach, but when I was coming up in radio, I started in San Diego. In fact, you heard with Ralph Irvin, who I worked with at the Mighty 690 back in the day. And we were coming up together in radio. And I sent out a bunch of cassette tapes because it was so long ago to these different radio stations. And I really wanted to get a job. And these, they had openings. And so I'd send these tapes out. And I, I used to have, I don't think I have it anymore, but I had a box of rejection letters. And, and these are many of the stations that over the years, my show has been picked up by. And it's pretty cool. Like to think back, like they wouldn't hire me. And and I I don't understand why they didn't hire me. I wasn't that good at that point. I didn't have any experience or anything like that, but uh, yeah. So, but the the biggest thing, Boston, New York, uh, Chicago, LA, the, the biggest Philadelphia is another great, the great sports towns. You want to be on where there's passion, Doing sports radio, you want to be on where it matters. And those cities, it matters. What about you, Danny? Anywhere you wanted to be on the radio and you're starting out in the business? As a little kid, I was doing hip-hop radio, so I wanted to be on San Francisco, L.A., or New York airwaves. Those were the three cities that you would shoot for. And so in the late 90s, as still a kid, and be on L.A. radio, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I started when I was young and uh, I was very fortunate. The station I worked at in San Diego, the company bought an LA station and wanted to flip it to sports. And so that worked out very well because they didn't have any employees and they hired me and uh, they probably regretted it, but it worked out. So I was, I was lucky on that one. You've got mail. The Russian kid writes in, he says, as the mailbag continues, if you could choose one movie actor to be the president of the United States, who would it be? So I'll go with someone who I think has a legitimate opportunity of being a Donald Trump-like president, meaning uh, he has a chance to win The Rock. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne Johnson, I could see The Rock being a president in my lifetime. Ben, congratulations. Uh, now, just for co- comedic reasons, I don't agree with his politics, but Larry David would be funny as a president. Uh, how about didn't Disney cancel Tim Allen? Put him in there. He They got rid of him, right? His Buzz Lightyear, they, they canceled him. Being a prequel, I don't think he thought his voice was necessary. Oh, all right. Because I had read a headline that, that Disney dumped him because of his politics and all that stuff, that that's why they. They got rid of it. Even Tom Hanks was like, uh, what did they get rid of this guy? What's up with that? Anyway, uh, who would you pick, Danny? Any actor that you would pick? Movie star, the Russian kid. The Russian kid's dying to know. Do not, do not get it. Wrong. 
Gary Busey would be great. Gary Busey. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the, I Western, would, the Western White House would be a rehab clinic in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel comfortable if Morgan Freeman was our real life president. He's because, God, though, isn't he? God, you can't have he God. He was God. He was also president in a movie, though. Oh, okay. And and I liked his leadership. I felt like comfortable with him at the helm. So he could he could take on that challenge. Yeah. Will there ever be a president? in our lifetime that is universally loved no right no i don't think so although i did talk to somebody about this i was talking to a buddy of mine last week and we were like after remember after 9 11 like people really rallied around the country and and President Bush was the president. Yeah. But it only lasted for like a couple of months. And then and everyone was back at their each other. Yeah, that was a great scene when he was on the bullhorn, remember? And he's yeah, like, yeah. they will all hear us. And yeah, you're right. Everybody was rallying around that moment. That probably will be the last time in my life that people forget the political mm-hmm. bull, you know, and just and he uh, threw a perfect pitch, remember? Oh, when he yeah. threw the pitch out. At Yankee Stadium, right? Was, yeah. Yeah. And a bulletproof vest on. And, and he still threw a strike. Yeah. Good job by him. Old Texas Rangers owner back in the day. All right. Let's see here. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Mike from Fullerton writes in, he, in the mailbag. He says, have you ever considered turning the fifth hour into a true crime podcast? I hear those are big right now. There's got to be a murder out there that you guys want want to see solved. <laughs> He's not wrong though. Mike's not wrong, right? These these podcasts, these crime podcasts, are very popular these days. They just are capitalizing off of all of our girlfriends and wives who like to watch this crap on TV, ID channel or the true crime shows and all that stuff. I mean, they have complete networks dedicated to this programming yeah and then these women go to sleep scared out of their minds and having bad dreams well don't watch that crap at night right before you go to bed yeah but it's one of those things with human nature i I talk about like i don't do list radio as you know danny because i don't believe in it but i do do big ben's big board which is not list radio wrong but human beings are what when people hear a list they kind of they react to it but also people are it's just a flaw in human nature. They they gravitate towards a mystery, like a who done it, right? Who done it? And they want to get to the bottom of it. Remember that show Forensic Files? Oh yeah. That that was like the pod it was on TV, but it was that thing. And they had the guy, I forget the name of the guy, name of the voiceover guy that was on there. And he had very dramatic delivery, you know, and she went for a jog and she never yeah. returned. Da, 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 well, da, da, da. Our parents used to watch this on 2020. Remember? Oh, sure. Yeah. 2020. yeah. 2020 used to have that kind of programming before there were complete networks dedicated to that. Thank God my Tinderoni doesn't like those kind of shows because I have known girls that that's all they watch at night. Like every night they'll watch those kind of shows. And I feel like, I'm in safe hands or safer hands because a lot of the programming on those shows they like are the ones where the women are killing the men. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're just trying to get some ideas on on how to, you know, get away with certain things. 
and vice versa if it's a guy killing a woman. But it's just odd to me that you would be that invested in finding out how people kill each other. Yeah, uh, for sure. What's the the old saying about uh, a a woman's weapon is uh, what is it? I'm trying to think. Is it poison? Oh, oh no, no. It, it was something like that, though. It was. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll see if I can. It'll come to me. But there was a phrase about, uh, yeah, like something about women and how you know their their weapon of choice is like uh, arsenic or something. Like something you know, like that. Uh, anyway, um, well, great idea, Mike. Either that, or we can get Martha Stewart to to you know do the podcast with us, right? She's isn't she doing something with I iHeart? Oh. I just found it. Poison is a woman's weapon. Yes, that's it. That's it. Woman's weapon. Well, that's comforting. Yeah. You, know, you see that stuff. Uh, when women kill men, it's usually they make them brownies and they put bleach yeah. in there or something. They'd, or, or uh, you know, whatever it might, uh, whatever might do the trick. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin in Kansas writes in. You've got mail. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, what's the status of the laundry cart? He's asking me 
the status of the laundry cart you found on one of your walks a couple of years ago. I'm not sure why I continue to think about it. I think it's the uniqueness of the story that sticks with me. Thanks for the update. Well, yes, Kevin, for those that are new to the podcast, uh, my old place in the San Gabriel Valley where I was living, I uh, would walk around the neighborhood, especially during COVID. This really came up. I used to go to the gym and then COVID started and the gyms was closed. And so I'd walk around. It was like 110 degrees and I'd walk around. And one day I was wandering around the neighborhood and there was this abandoned laundry cart, like a professional laundry cart that you would get at a laundromat that somebody had just left on the side of the road. And I was like, boy, that's a really good looking laundry cart. That would be great. And it was in good condition. I'm like, well, who would dump this? And it was like with other trash and there was trash around it, but it was in good shape. So I walked by it and I, in, my, in the back of my head, I said, all right, I'm going to go on my walk. I'm not going to think about it. But then when I get home, if it's, I'm going to get in my car and it's still there, I'm going to go get it because I, I want that. So I did my walk. I got, I got back and then. Sure enough, the thing was still there. So I went out and it barely fit in the Mallard mobile. I put it in the back, took it home and, and then used it. But to, to update you, Kevin, the laundry cart was in storage for, oh man, over a year. And it, we just had it. We didn't need it. And now we have it. We did bring it back to the, the new Mallard mansion in the North Woods. The problem is it's not really effective because it's a two story uh, home here and the laundry cart's got wheels. It doesn't go, it's downstairs. The clothes are upstairs. So I might have to say goodbye. If you want a laundry cart, Danny, uh, I have a really good laundry cart. If you want, uh, if any listener wants, if you pay for shipping, I can give it to you <laughs> and uh, you can have my old laundry cart, which is a great cart works very well, but really not useful where I live now. I'm the same as you dealing with stairs. But what we need are those old school laundry chutes. Oh, that's true. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, the laundry chute. Yeah. Trash chutes are good, too. I love the the trash chute. Wonderful thing. It's like magic. You walk out. I used to have an apartment. I lived in Park La Brea in, in L.A., that massive, if you're familiar with the geography, they're massive complex. It's one of the biggest conglomerates of com- apartments in the entire country. Uh, and, and I lived there for a while. They had these old buildings and they had trash chutes and it was wonderful. Trash starts smelling, boom, go out the hall, wow. 10 steps, throw it away. It's gone forever. Wow. You brought back some memories. I've only lived in a building one time that had a trash chute and you're right, man. It was like magic. Just walk out your door, pull the chute down, throw your trash in there. You were done. Oh yeah, it, it was it was good. Uh, I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! All right, Gary in Victoria writes in. Uh, he uh, says Joey Chestnut looked ready for something crazy happening at that eating contest. Gary says, "Do you guys think he got wind of the curse of the Bambino from a producer, or did you warn him, <laughs> Gary?" Gary says, no, I did not warn the great Joey Chestnut. And Joey's always prepared. He's always on his toes. The man is a professional. All right. I'm not going to sit here and pander to Joey Chestnut and say there's a curse and all that. But we were just, we were bonding and all that. And uh, I love the fact that he's in full defense mode at all times. 
on his tiptoes. And that's, that was great. So good job by him. You gotta be prepared. There might be landmines there. You never know. Occasionally in life, it's an acrobatic high wire act and you gotta occasionally thread a needle and all. As much as he talked about loving New York and there's only one place like it in the world, your head needs to be on a swivel because that is the Super Bowl of all hot dog eating. With the Super Bowl comes crazy big crowds. Yeah, at least nobody glued themselves to Joey or like remember that woman in Minnesota at the Timberwolves game. She decided to put some super glue and glue herself to the court like a. Yeah, and then there was another one who chained herself to the the uh, basket. Yeah, it's pretty hard to protest if you have a job, isn't it? Right. I mean, it's hard because you got to go to your job. It's difficult. A more effective protest would have been have somebody dress up as a giant hot dog. And then chain yourself to the dog. <laughs> That's a good point. I, they did have a Nathan's hot dog mascot walking around. There was that. Um, but but thank you for that, Gary, in Victoria. Patrick writes in. He says, who's your favorite Canadian pro sports athlete? Is this all time or currently playing? Uh, he didn't say. Well, all time, it's got to be number 99, right? The great Wayne Gretzky. Greatest of all time at yeah. what he did in hockey. But I, you know, what I, I used to like a lot was uh, Larry Walker. He was a character baseball player, Larry Walker. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a good player. And I talked about him earlier on the podcast, the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a solid one. One of Canada's greatest imports. Steve Nash, Canadian, isn't he? Steve mm-hmm. Nash. Yep. Yeah. Joey Votto, another proud Canadian. Does Vince Carter count? I think of him as a Canadian. Air Canada. Yeah. Uh, not a Canadian. Not a, <laughs> uh, but he represented Canada so long. I feel like he's one of theirs. Who are some other Canadian baseball players? Like, I'm trying to think. There's. Oh, remember Russell Martin played for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Justin Morneau. Morneau, yeah. He played for Morneau. the Twins and some other. Yeah. You're right. Larry Walker is one of the first ones that comes up on a search. Matt Stairs. <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Bay. Matt Stairs uh, ruined my one one of my nights that uh, against oh, the Dodgers. No. I still I I still I can still see. I if I close my eyes, I can see that ball flying into the pavilion at Dodger Stadium. Holy cannoli, that guy. No, I know the exact game you're talking about. And uh, let's see, how about Ryan Dempster? Tempster the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All One right. of the best names in all of baseball, Stubby Clap. Oh, yeah. Remember that guy got into a, a dust-up this uh, this year. He's a coach with the Cardinals now, Stubby Clap. <laughs> That's a great name. Oh, man. That is. He's team a little, has to clap. Stubby Clap is like he's a, like a little guy, and he's even named Stubby. You got to be like a little guy. He's like a tree trunk. <laughs> and he's a, tough, he's a tough mofo, though, that guy. Tough mofo. So did we say enough Canadian names to pacify Patrick? You think he's happy with the he's, he's smiling ear to ear right now. Oh, the Dodger closer that was on steroids. What was the guy's name? He was oh, a, Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne, Canadian. All right. Uh, moving, moving on as we go down, down the rabbit hole, down, 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 down. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. 
All right, Dale writes in with a sporty question. He says, if by some small chance the Lakers get Kyrie, do you think the Clippers will still beat them? Well, of course I do, Dale, because Kyrie will not be playing. Even if they trade for him, uh, Kyrie will be off on some mission. Go to hell, Bill Miller. And doing whatever he's doing there or be hurt. He's only played half the games since he got to Brooklyn. And in his career, going back to Duke, there's some guy posted this online many, many months ago that Kyrie has missed in his career. It's it's almost 50% of all the games he was scheduled to play. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Kyrie because even if you get him, he's probably going to be off doing some nonsense there and he will not be participating. Oh, I did want to mention, I did not receive an email from Helen and Stu. Remember they promised? Oh, yeah. They were going to give us the details. Helen said she teased it, and she said, oh, you wait. I'm going to give you next week. I'm going to give you the story on how Stu almost passed away. Hopefully Stu's okay. I, she was doing Blue's Clues. Yeah, I, I emailed her, though, and I said, hey, what happened? Let me know what happened. We want to have the email, and she never responded. So I hope Stu and them are okay, but uh, that's a cliffhanger. Or a Helena hanger. Yeah. As we, we do not have have the answer. Missing person report like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Anthony Davis, LeBron James. LeBron's missed 80 games since he got to the Lakers. He's almost missed an entire season. How many has Kawhi missed? Well, Kawhi missed last year, but he was legitimately hurt. Uh, LeBron just takes oh, time off, you know. Oh, it's not, oh, please. Oh, all right. Stop it. Okay. Oh, yeah, stop it's it. not right uh, with you and your nonsense. Okay. Yes, exactly. What is still wrong with the Clippers? Anyway, uh, you've got mail. Pierre in Springfield, Mass., home of the Pro Bouncy Ball Hall of Fame, where you can see Muffet McGraw enshrined and others. Pierre says, Ben, I think we all know how you feel about Ned Flanders. He's the audio version of a never-ending dentist appointment. I'd like to get Danny G's opinion of the person whose name we shall not utter also, can both of you tell us any particular horror stories of working with Mr. 21-Minute Update? I mean, I don't have any horror stories. He's a nice guy to work with. Yeah, now, he's not always the update anchor when I'm in there on the weekend. But, you know, when he is, I run to the restroom because I know I can't use the commercial breaks to go to the bathroom. During the commercial breaks, that's when I'm doing a lot of the podcasting and tweeting and things like that. When do you go to the bathroom? You, you really don't have a window to, to do that. So when that update begins, I know I have a good six minutes. I run to the bathroom. I get some water. I come back and he is wrapping up his report. It's always perfect timing. Yeah, so I don't know what more I can add to this because uh, there's a voice in my head that says... Don't be rude. Okay, I'll try not to be rude. But let's just say normally, Danny, uh, the way I prepare for the show and the way I do the show, the quickest part of my day is the show. It just flies by. And to me, that's a sign the show's doing well. When it blow, when four hours seem like 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying, Danny, where you're, yeah. it's, it's just smooth like silk and it's just wonderful. And you're like, man, that's great. And then there are nights and I don't know why this happens. Uh, I don't know why, but there's some, some nights when certain people are there. And <laughs> it just drags on 
and four hours seem like 12 hours and it just will not end. And you just say, please, can it, can it please end? Can it please come to an end? You're like, well, somebody help me. Come on, man. You know, and it just will not. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And, on. and you're like, please, please. Quiet, quiet. Yeah. And it won't stop. So you are so right about certain voices making a shift go longer. And I don't know what it is. And Arnie, I love you. But there's <laughs> some times when Arnie's on. And I feel like we're an hour four and we just started hour two. Yeah. That's the worst feeling. If you ever get a radio show, if you're listening to this and you get a radio show, the worst feeling is when you look at the clock, which you don't look at all the time because you just do your thing, but you look up and it's like, you're flashing back to second grade. Remember when you were in second grade and the time yeah. would not move. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? how did this happen and how is this ever going to end <laughs> it's like not one of the worst feelings in your adult life we've all had a job or jobs where you would count the minutes on the clock or you would play that game where you're like okay i'm not going to look at the clock i'm not going to look at the clock i'm going to guess that it's this time no no it's got to be 20 minutes later than that by now is it and you just play that guessing game in your head that's how much you can't stand being at that job oh yeah it's terrible all right uh, thank you peter i think we've addressed that enough the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe mexico will likely have its first female president and then you have china and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Scott writes in, he brings up an interesting question. Why doesn't Rob Dibble ever check in with FSR, former colleague Rob Dibble? We should reach out to Rob. Rob's doing a radio show. Last I heard, he was in Hartford, Connecticut, doing a radio show. But I haven't talked to Rob since he left. The nasty boy. Did you work? You did you work at Fox when Rob was at Fox? Yeah, yeah, you, you did. When I started, he was still there, uh, but not for long. Yeah, yeah, did not did not go that long after you you came in. And yeah, maybe we track Rob down. I don't know if he'd do it or not. I I got along with Rob though. We had a good time. I had no issue with Rob. We were we did a few shows together randomly, which I was always cool. My my Rob Dibble memory was the. Obviously, the Reds, he was on the Reds team that won the World Series in the, you know, was it 1990, I guess? I wasn't even alive. I watched videos on YouTube, though, of that. It was impressive. And then, remember, he he was coming off the mound. It was in New York, and he had given up a home run, and he ripped his jersey off like he was the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You're an inhuman monster! That was pretty cool. Uh, Anyway, uh, next up. Soon to be college student heading to Wazoo. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Blind Emmett says favorite sporting event you've ever attended. A generic question, but we'll take it, Emmett. So the coolest sporting event I ever attended was the first World Series I ever went to. It was the Cleveland. They were then called the Indians and the Marlins, the Florida Marlins, Miami and Cleveland. Went from 85 degrees in Miami to snow. There was I was at a World Series game in Cleveland where it snowed, and uh, that was tremendous. Because I was young, and it was uh, like the first time I'd ever experienced something like that. So that was cool. And like the big the big events, I was at a Pro Bowl in Hawaii, which was awesome. Uh, Pro Bowl practice in Hawaii. Didn't actually attend the Pro Bowl. And just being there and being part of that, which at a stadium, which I, I found out they tore down Aloha stadium no longer exists. That's, that's gone. So, but NBA finals games uh, back when I was assigned to cover the, you know, the hated Lakers and stuff and Shaq and Kobe in that era of the Lakers. What, what about you, Danny, any sporting event stand out that you're like, Oh, this is great. I can't believe I was here. Part of it. Yeah. One in particular, because I was a Raiders season ticket holder for a long time. And uh, unfortunately, I had to sit through the Jamarcus Russell years. Oh, God. And all that. But prior to that, Ben, I got to be live at the 2002 AFC championship game where Rich Gannon and the mighty Raiders beat Steve McNair and the Titans to go on to the Super Bowl. What a game that was. What an experience that was. And prior to that game starting, I remember people going crazy in one of the main parking lots and Metallica had pulled in with huge truck trailers and set up a makeshift stage and did an impromptu concert in the parking lot. What? God bless America. If you look on YouTube, Metallica Oakland championship game, You'll see videos that people took of Metallica wearing Raider jerseys, and I wasn't even supposed to be at a concert. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't oh. remember that. I don't, uh, but that's that's pretty neat. 
moving on uh, from that. Uh, Mayo, motherfucker. Time for a few more. Attilo writes in says, I'm curious, do we report to you when we hear one of your regular callers call in on another Fox Sports Radio show, or should I just call and try to get in to talk to you? I actually heard three call into Brian No Show early Saturday morning. Uh, that's from Attilo. A yeah. See, the thing on Fox Sports Radio, we are all family. So it's not so much about Fox Sports Radio. It's like when you listen to other shows that are not Fox Sports Radio properties and people cheat on us. That's that's an issue. That's when we get upset. Like people are, will, will rat out hollering jibs. But yeah, you can send me a message or call up if you want. Uh, next up, Vols fan Jimmy uh, writes in from Big Orange Country. He says, for both of you, have you ever had a real shouting match with a coworker? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, I have, and I, I think you might have witnessed one of those, Danny, back in the back yeah. in the day. But I, I'm pretty calm and mellow most of the time. But as my wife will point out, I do sometimes. There's certain things that bother me, and I don't say anything, and it's like a volcano. And then if enough things pile up, there's enough pressure in the volcano, I will explode. And I'll go nuts and I uh, completely in neurotic neurosis, whatever you want to say there. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. It hasn't happened in a long time, but I have uh, had incidents and it's, it's like you work in radio. You're when you're in the studio, you're around people, you see them every day. And when things don't go right. And if you think that the other people are not carrying the water that they're supposed to do, you get upset and, in the heat of the moment, right, Danny? The heat of the moment, uh, you end up saying some things you probably shouldn't say, and you raise your voice and you make a ruckus, and it's a big hullabaloo and all that. And normally, you you make up and then you're good, uh, and that's normally how people do it. But every once in a while, someone will go to, go to HR, and then it's a problem. The only problem I ever encountered was early on at Fox Sports Radio with uh, another producer. And the way I did it was more quiet. I told him, I need to talk to you outside of the studios real quick. So we walked outside that door on Sepulveda there on the street. I looked him in the eyes and I said, you are not going to ruin this experience for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you got a problem with me, you need to address me. You need to talk to me, not to management upstairs. I'm not going to be your fall guy for whenever you have problems down here on this floor. And he, I was kind of like capiche and he was a little nervous because I, I meant business. And he was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. We walked inside, never had a problem with him again. See, you laid out the, the rules, right? You, you laid everything out and you explained the situation. And All right. Next up, Jason from Rocky Mount, Virginia says, my dudes, when was the last time you washed the Mallard mobile and the Danny G mobile? And did you do it yourself or run it through a car wash? Yeah. So, Jason, I do not mind washing my car. The problem is I am obsessive. I want to make it perfect. <laughs> and it takes way too long. I, I, I only have limited time on the weekends. I'm working a lot with this podcast and the other stuff. And so what normally ends up happening is I just take it through one of those drive-through car wash places. Yeah. Whether, whether it's at the gas station or an actual car wash, but you still have to drive it through because it's just, you don't have time for it. 
And I, I love the vacuums they have at those things. That's my favorite part, the, the vacuum out the car and get it all nice on the inside. But, yeah, the last time I actually washed the car before we met Marlins Man because my wife was like, well, maybe Marlins Man needs a ride and it'll be in our car, so we better wash it. She's like, didn't want to – she didn't want Marlins Man to think we were a bunch of slobs. <laughs> and so we had to wash the car before that. What about you, Danny? I have a go-to 76 gas station here that has the soft touch drive through car wash. I use that once a week. And then when I get out of there and you know, the veteran move, you go really slow and in increments when you go through the, the dryer at the end of that wash sure. so that it can really dry your car as best as possible. But then when you get out, I stop in the shade at one of those pumps. Don't put their overpriced gas, but in the shade, I take out the terry cloth and I wipe down the spots where that water usually leaves all the marks and streaks and everything. It's a solid move. That's a good move. That's what you got to do with those drive-through car washes. Uh, absolutely. Now I was thinking not far away from where I live now, there's this standalone car wash place, but you drive through, they have like a monthly thing. What I don't know, 30 bucks a month or something. You can get as many car washes as you want. Yeah. Club. I've seen those. So I'm thinking maybe I'll try that out. Cause then I'll just get the cars washed every week and that'll be my thing. And it's real close to the house. So I might do that. All right. We got to get out of here on that. Thanks to Peter and Fred, Peter in university park, Florida and Fred from spring, Texas. And also thanks to Mike and uh, Jeff and all you other guys. Unfortunately, we ran out of time on this podcast. And so therefore we will not be able to use your questions, but send them in. If you want to submit a different question next week, Hopefully we'll have time to get your question in, but thank you for filling up the mailbag again this week. And don't forget real fifth hour at gmail.com real fifth hour at gmail.com. If you'd like to submit a question for a future mailbag, you can do it right now. You can wait, whatever the reviews on the Apple podcast page are great. Ben Maller show on Facebook. And I will be back tonight. I'll be in the, the, the magic radio studio there bloviating away on the overnight show from 11 to three in the West two to six in the East. And what's your schedule like today on a Sunday day? I'll be in those studios right before you first, the Covino and rich show this afternoon into the evening. And then the warm up to your Ben Maller show is Chris Plank with Arnie Spanier. Outstanding. So have a great Sunday. Uh, thank you for supporting the podcast. Don't forget to go back. If you missed the Friday podcast, our buddy Ralph Irvin, a couple of radio guys yeah. nerding out, telling radio stories, just you know, a couple of dudes talking radio stories. I titled it Let Elvis Take the Wheel because Ralphie's on his way to the desert. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of Fox Sports Radio and the, the comings and goings and all that, check that out. And uh, Bye-bye. All right. We'll get out of here on that. Thank you, Danny. And another full weekend of podcast starting on Friday. We'll talk to you next time. Pasta, pasta. Bye, Felicia. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.